episode 55. Little pigs, little pigs, let me come in. Not by the hair on your chinny chin chin. Then I'll huff, and I'll puff, and I'll blow your house in. Here's Johnny! Well, the first little piggy, well, he was kind of hippie, spent most of his days just a dreaming of the city. And then one day, he bought a guitar. He moved to Hollywood to become a star. But living on the farm, he knew nothing of the city. Built his house out of straw, what a pity. Then one day, jamming on some chords, along came the wolf. Good evening, Dora Nimi fans. I'm Asus. The guys that are back uh, on the other side of the mic are EC and Matt. Good evening, boys. What's going on, man? Long time no see, no talk. Hope you guys are doing well. Oh, what's up, bit? everyone? Great to, great to be back and doing this shit. It's been a bit. I mean, it's been... We had the international break, obviously, and then obviously with spring break kind of messed things up, up guys. So um, for us three to be back together, it's, you know, it's pretty, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, we're back in the saddle, I guess you could say that, right? We're back in the saddle. We're going to talk United. Uh, we're back how, yeah. saddle again. Talk, uh, maybe a little recap of, uh, a little recap of the international games that are coming up. I'm sorry, that just passed, especially the United States. Uh, game and then also the United States not qualifying for the Olympics. This is what I'm hoping and hoping our special guest comes in, uh, Mr. Hunter Taylor, because uh, I want to get his his opinion on that. United States, the kids not qualifying for the Olympics. I think that I think that's huge. I know um, you know some people might uh, ha- might disagree, but hey, we'll talk about that towards the end of the pod. But guys, straight to it, straight to it. We won this weekend, Brighton, two one. Right, I was excited actually for the first what, thirteen minutes, fourteen minutes, I think. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Ten minutes around <laughs> there. I mean, I was. I had a chub. I mean, don't get me wrong. I. I mean, me and you, you Matt, you and I were texting. I was like, this team looks good. I mean, uh-huh. with Pogba, it looks like he's playing more of an advanced role. Uh, Fred, you know, was playing more of the CDM. You know, the traditional CDM position. Not really. Um, Yes, he had the, the help of Pogba, but, you know, just controlling that, that part of the field. And then uh, we just had movement on our flanks. And then, and then, an old nemesis comes about. An old nemesis. An ex-United player, Mr. Danny Welbeck. <laughs> and we had a brain fart, you oh, know, somewhere Danny. in the defense. I don't know. I mean, there's been, you know, who's supposed to mark, who's supposed to mark Danny Welbeck when he made that run? I've seen I've seen Aaron Wambasaka get lit up on 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 on, on, um, on uh, fan cams, and then also uh, I think it was a uh, was it the t- t- Musto uh, Musto Robbie Musto, I think he, you know he was doing the the, the mid game yeah. mid um the mid uh, mid match re- reaction, and he's saying Pogba should have tracked back and 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 and, and marked um and marked um Wilbeck. But after that, after that goal, it seemed like our heads went down. You know what I mean? We reverted to the old United that we've been, that I've been complaining about um, for the rest of the half. And it seemed like until, until what, that Rashford goal, 
until we, you know, that we had some little sort of pep in our step after that Rashford goal. We took out Cavani, moved Greenwood up top, and it looked, I mean, I thought, you know, the attack looked, you know, a lot better. I don't know what's wrong with Cavani. I don't know if his head's not in the game or whatnot. Um, but still, the same problems that we I've been talking about, uh, you know, you know, this whole year, after the first 10 minutes or 10 or 13 minutes, whatever it was, I forgot, it seemed like those 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 ghosts came to you know visit us, visit us like the freaking um, Christmas Carol, right? The ghosts of Christmas past came and and and, and you know and, and and we just folded. I mean, we folded. We were flat in the front for that. We were, flat, we were very flat in the front for that. You know, for that period of time in the middle of the match until you know Rashford scores that goal, and then you know uh, then uh, Greenwood capitalizes on a on a. I, I would 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 you say it's a miss hit by a Miss hit by Pogba. I mean, I, it, I know people are calling it. Um, what was that? The Rashford goal. I can't remember. The the when Pogba shot was a shot on goal yeah, by Pogba. 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 Yeah, yeah. It was Pogba deflected it in. Yeah, and, and then Greenwood yeah. with a striker's goal. With a striker's goal. Um, Poacher's goal. Very, I mean, yes. Poacher's goal. No. So I mean, it's just it's just that's what I'm. I didn't. I was very questionable about the the the, the changes. But yet, I saw kind of where where Ole was trying to go with it, but obviously the the the, the deficiencies again in the, our back line, our center backs. Nobody's leading that back line, in my opinion. I don't know about y'all. Nobody's leading that back line. Nobody's. It doesn't seem like they're communicating at all, especially with the guys in front of them. Hey, look, you know, pick up this guy, pick up this guy. You know, anything, just any words. They're just looking at the ball basically, and and that's what I got out of the first. The first um, Welbeck goal, and and after that, Brighton attacked, and you know they could have got another one, right? Am I am I right? Go ahead, Matt. I think he's a uh, somebody's. I think he's getting scolded by his wife. Um, I'll jump in. I'll jump in. You can learn. So oh, I thought the first goal um, for me was pretty clear. Pogba for me playing deep. I, you know, I hate him there. You, you guys, I know how I feel about that. But, again, when he does play it deep, he gives it away. Um, that was the beginning of it. Now, there's there's no excuse. You know, Luke Shaw, he could have cut off the cross. He didn't. And then you're looking at Lindelof, who he's got to get his head to the ball. I mean, there's no question about it for me. Um, and then Aaron Wabasaka is not goal side to Danny Welbeck. And, you know, he gets his head to it first. Dean makes a great save. Um, Dean Henderson, who I'm I'm sure we're going to talk about later, makes a great save. And then again, you know, there's no reaction time. Um, And so Danny's able to get a second bite of the cherry um, and score a goal. Um, I disagree a little bit. I think Luke Shaw is the best defender we've got. No, I think he's what we need to do. But but I think if you're talking about the two center back, that that pairing, um, that pairing has been dead for, for quite some time, in my opinion. I don't, I'm not saying that Harry Maguire individually isn't a good player at times. I'm not saying that Lindelof individually at times isn't a, isn't a good center back, but the two of them together, um, we all know, we've all talked about it. They, those two together don't work. Um, but for me, like I said, you know, when you're, when you play Pogba deep, um, I get nervous as hell because he and Bruno, they give it away. I don't care if Pogba gives it up, you know, on our end of the pitch, but deep in our half, you know, where he gave it up, I'm always thinking, well, shit, here we go. And it happened again. And like I said, I'm not blaming Luke Shaw for not cutting off the cross. I mean, you think when that ball gets floated in like that, somebody's going to head it out. But, you know, 
Aaron Wamasaka's got to get goal side. Lindelof's got to get something to it. I don't care where he puts it. But even with all that being said, you know, Henderson makes the save. So, um, you know, for me, I just it's it's typical of us. It's unfortunate. It's glaring the fact that we do need to switch up that pairing. Maguire's not going anywhere. He's an eighty million dollar player that Ole Gunnar Sarsar picked. So where he's married to him. So it's going to be Lindelof. He's going to be the sacrificial lamb in this case. I don't mind it as long as I get someone that's that's pacey, um, that can play alongside, and that's you know willing to put his body on the line. Um, because obviously um, Eric Bailly's made a glass and uh, got hurt during internationals and uh, is just not reliable. And I, no. I don't blame Ole all the time for not playing him because you just don't know what you're going to get. Is he going to get hurt? Are you going to have him? Lindelof at least, even though with this back issue – that he's having, he at least is going to be available. So, um, you know, it, it sucked that it happened, but I wasn't, I wasn't afraid. Like, you know, last year I was like, oh, shoot, we gave him a goal. We're not going to be able to score. I always felt like we we're going to be able to get back into the game um, because we have better players than them. We, we're going to be able to show a moment of brilliance, and we were able to do that a couple times to, to get us the win. But you looked at the bench, right? We had uh, Twan Zabi. I think he was the only center back uh, sub – that we, we could have had. And even Axel is, I'm not saying he's made a glass, but he's injury prone. So it's kind of yeah. like, it's kind of like we're damned if we do by playing Lindelof and we're damned if we don't by not playing Lindelof because you don't want to waste a substitution on somebody, you know, hey, just like, just like Eric, I might get hurt. I'm going to waste the attacking sub. Granted, when you look at the bench, it's like he's not playing Ahmed. You know, he's not playing, you know, I mean, I think he brought on, what, James? Yeah, he, you know I mean? he made all three. He made all three substitutions. He made, yeah, he made all three. But I mean, when you look at that bench, you don't get you know you're not you don't fear you know and you don't fear that. I mean, the, the person we should you know be working, I think, is Ahmed. We need to see what this, this guy's made of, the pace that he's going to bring, the class that he's going to bring that 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 he that he was he was that he's doing at Atlanta or Atlanta. But Matt, I mean. Is Aaron, I mean, Aaron Wan-Bissaka is getting a lot of sh- like getting a lot of crap for that for not tracking back and not covering. I think it's I don't know if it's justly unfair uh, because I thought you know Fred could have done a better Fred and Pogba in the midfield could have done a better job. But I mean, who do you think um, who do you think the the culprit of that? I mean, EC gave a whole litany of players, the whole a whole you know the the, the sequence of players. But who was at fault? Who needed to cover uh, Danny Welbeck in that position? I think I think Wambasaki on that one. Um, uh, you know, Lindelof did as good as Lindelof could. He he jumped up and he missed the ball. It went over his head by like half an inch. He he was trying. Now there was there was probably what like maybe a five yard gap in between. Bisaka and uh, and Lindelof. I mean, it's not like it was just a downright gaping fucking hole by any means, you know. I mean, they they were where they needed to be. However, the reaction uh, uh, there was nobody behind Bisaka. He could have cheated up a little bit more to kind of fill in that you know that little five yard gap there. Um, so I feel that Bisaka could have read uh, Welbeck's run just a little bit better to kind of get in the way, you know, um, like I said, uh, Lindelof was, he had great positioning and, you know, I mean, 
and it just went over his head by a fucking inch. So I'm not I'm not going to knock Lindelof on this one. Uh, Juan Basaka could have read just a little bit better. I mean, good on good on Danny, you know, uh, for for finding that little fucking gap there and and uh, and sticking with it, you know, uh, from the header uh, to the um, follow up shot. Um, you know, what a ball sack for doing that to us. But, uh, you know, <laughs> good, good on him at the same time. He did it so. when he was at Arsenal. Fucking ball sack. It is. He did it. He did it to us uh, when, when he was at Arsenal. Yeah. And then I, it was at the cup game, the FA Cup game. And it's just, God damn. I mean, yeah. I, it's, and it's unfortunate, right? We're seeing a lot of these ex-United players sticking it, you know, doing well. I'm not saying Danny. He's kind of a journeyman, right? He went to Arsenal and then he went to Watford. And now he's with uh, Brighton. He's still up in the Premier League. He's, you know, he's bouncing around. But we're seeing it like, you know, Jesse, Lin, you know, Jesse Lingard, which I'm not saying we need to bring him back. No, Jesse, Jesse's, you know, you know, we know it's not going to happen to United. Uh, let's maximize. Let's maximize what we can with Jesse Lingard. Um, and then we're seeing all the rest of the players, Lukaku, um, <laughs> you know, Di Maria, all these ex-players, you know, just, you know, doing what they're doing. So I mean, good for good for you know, good for Danny. Um, you know, he's you know he's a mank, and um, you know I loved him when he was younger, younger player. But you know, it was a, it was a great run that he made. I, I mean, the the ball, like you said, um, EC that Luke Shaw should have got a better chance at it. Uh, that ball was it was a great, it was a good cross. I, I mean, I thought it was a, a, a good cross. I don't know much more Luke Shaw could have done. But you know, um, in you know, getting back to Aaron Wambasaka, no one was behind him. So there's no reason that he should have been that wide out. That well, wide out. I mean, there, there was, there was, there was a, their, their left there back there was behind, but he was, you further, know, he was I mean, up the it, he was like right on the edge of the 18. Danny Welbeck was right behind. Like, so yeah. here's Danny Welbeck. So Lindelof, Juan Basaka and Danny Welbeck's right here. Danny ran in right there. Basaka just lazily went after it. Like he should have known Welbeck's right there. I need I need to fucking sprint to that thing. I need I need to put get a body on it a little bit quick. He just slowly kind of went. He 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 made a move for it. Like I said, he could have read that play just a little bit better. Yeah. And Luke Shaw could have applied a little bit quicker pressure as well on that for sure. Uh, but he was just kind of he wasn't stabbing it. He was just playing long game, you know, of defense. And, well, it's fine. It bit us in the ass. We still won. <laughs> yes, we did. And what, in, in your your opinion, guys, what do you think what the turning point was? Well, I mean, I said it, you know, it was, I mean, it looked like after Rashford scored, it looked like we got our head, heads at our ass. But, but was, I mean, it, obviously we know Ole does not, you know, Ole doesn't do formations, right? Change of position. But in y'all's opinion, what do you think the spark was that, that you know, that, you know, that, <laughs> that occurred that where we can, um, that led to the, to the Rashford goal, and then led to the. I guess we, you know, we put more pressure on him after the Rashford goal. I know we, there's a few more substitutions that came on, but I mean, well, what what was the key key spark in your opinion? I don't know. I don't know if it was a key spark. I, I think you know, we stuck to that four two three one. We tried to move the ball about. I mean, we created chances. I mean, we, I mean, if you look at the totality of the chances created, I think we created 15 chances. So. You know, we were creating things. It, it was just that that finishing touch. I think I think Edison kind of sh- has been showing himself lately to not be the striker that fits Ole's four two three four two three one system. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind 
kind of wants to hang out in the box and make runs, which he does a brilliant job of. But I think with that 4-2-3-1, he kind of wants someone to play in the channels and and link up with players. And that's not something Edison did. I don't think he and Bruno linked up at all. Um, in fact, I saw Edison come back to the halfway line and a couple times to, just to get a touch. I think he touched it a total of 17 times. So I, I think that that was pretty telling for me. And I, and I think, think that kind of puts Mason um, in the driver's seat for that number nine role. I just think United are, are that counterattacking team who had better players on the day. And, you know, you've got Rashford, who's, you know, fast as all get out. Bruno was a great creator. You know, he created a big chance for, for Marcus and he finished it. But I don't – this team this year, you know, 11 points clear of, I think, four, will make Champions League. But I, 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 don't, I don't think for me it was a, a, a great style of play, if you will, that, that got us to goal. I think it was, a, again, you know, you, you've got some individuals like Bruno Hernandez who should be up for Premier League Player of the Year who played a great ball in. Um, I think right before um, uh, right before um, Greenwood scored in the 60th minute, Pogba plays Bruno in. Um, no, it was a beautiful, great, beautiful ball. ball. Keeper yeah. comes out, makes a great save, and then you know Bruno again, individual brilliance on the corner, dancing with the ball, plays a great ball into Pogba. Should have hit it first time, completely missed it. In my opinion, hits hits it in, and Greenwood. For me, I mean. That's a striker's goal. That's a poultry's goal, like Jesus said, being in the right place. That's something Cavani was probably looking at that, like, what the hell? Where was that at when I was in the game? Because, you know, he just he just doesn't it – does, it doesn't match. I, I think we should keep him, um, but it doesn't match. But, but to answer your question, I didn't really see a spark. I really felt like West Brom play a better brand of football. They just don't have better players, and we, we have better players. We have better individual players who can make things happen. I think they created five – uh, they had five attempts on goal, something like that. Um, so, you know, I thought Dean played played well, minus dropping that ball that one time that he dropped it where I was kind of like, what the hell is this? But I didn't – United never really – I never really was like, okay, I just felt like we're just going to keep playing our game. We're going to keep trying to link up. Luke Shaw, to me, should be the player of the year for United. I just feel like he – I don't know what – I don't know if it was Alex Tellez or if it was – Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, I don't know what it was, but he's just to me every game he shows up. I don't, I don't, I don't see that consistency out of any other player other than Luke Shaw here lately, past at least two months, um, and and he did it again uh, in the West Brom game. So I don't know. I I, I hope things change. You, you would think that maybe a different player uh, would change things. Um, you you saw to to Jesus's point, you saw Pogba playing more forward. Maybe they have mm-hmm. a little bit more confidence in Fred, and maybe they go out and they go get a Jackson Rice or an Ndidi um, that can sit uh, and 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 let those guys Bruno and Pogba create. But I I don't know. Maybe you guys saw it. Maybe you guys will comment on it. I did not see a spark. I just saw well, a Matt, doing her thing. This is where what the Matt sent us. Uh, I don't know if you see if you got, if you got a chance to to check it out. Fred stats. I guess those are yearly stats. Those are the year stats, Matt. Am I correct? Because you sent it. I just um, yeah, well, the, se- the season. The season. The season. Yeah. The year, right? So, explain that. Explain the stats because I don't, I mean, I didn't want to say, I didn't want to get an argument on our, little, on our group text. I wanted to save it. Those stats are deceiving, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you can, you can fucking cover up a turd with 
with proper stats, you know. Well, hence, if you hence, if you just hence if number you, six we have, right? Hence you just <laughs> Uh, well, no. I'm no. joking. I'm joking. Yes, that yes, was a low no. blow. That was a low blow. We're not talking about Pogba. No, we're not talking. About, we're talking about Fred right now. You you just got to get your jabs in, and you don't want. You just want to get the last word, and not let anybody else talk about it, huh? You're such a fucking ball sack, like Danny Welbeck. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. No, it was just. It was. It was all these. Oh my god. There was. So there was like, was like a first and tackle. Or, you know uh, how many were there? There was probably like 15 different stats. Um, and this says Fred per 90 stats ranked among Man United squad uh, of 2021. Long passes completed. He was second. Passes into final third, second. Progressive passes, fourth. Through balls, fourth. Defensive actions leading to shot, first. Touches in the middle, third. Second. Carries, he was fifth. Pressures, he was first. Successful pressures, he was first. Tackles attempted, second. Tackles won, first. Defensive, third tackles, whatever the fuck that means. Oh, oh, like our third. Gotcha. Uh, He was third. Uh, Middle third tackles, he was first. Dribbles, dribblers tackled, first place. Blocks, second. Pass, pass blocks, third. Interceptions, first. And recoveries, fourth. Um, And so, you know, they they didn't really branch out anything other than uh, fifth place out of all the players, uh, you know, showing a lot of seconds and firsts and thirds of, of just, you know, I mean, I'm sure you could go and figure out how many, how many, uh, how many like big chances created from stupid fucking fouls, you know, leading to goals, you know, uh, there, there's all these other where you have stats over here. There's probably stats on the other side. However, they're they're not lying it's just um you know it's stats can be a false sense of um you know projection of a player within reason because i I know i know ec brings out stats but it's it it always goes with what he's saying he's not he's not trying to fucking sell a piece of shit product he's just like saying this is what it was at this time and it's 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 science it's fucking truth you know, but um, the just just overall, if you were to look at the comments, oh my god, the comments are fucking rich. Uh, I'll go to the first comment. <laughs> Still <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, these stats mean uh, this uh, this guy Trident 09 said these stats mean nothing. Just watch him play. See how Real Madrid uh, players played yesterday against Liverpool. We need that level of quality. Uh, this other guy says, now show the ball given away stat and the mistakes directly leading to goal stat, which is exactly what I was just saying. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, not the best, but obviously not the worst is what uh, Kewame uh, Keys said, uh, which I do agree with that statement. He's not the best. Um, I think he'll do for until we get, you know, an Ndidi, um, you know, stop. I'll uh, uh, center defensive mid, but um, I I don't I don't hate Fred. There's a lot of Fred haters out there. I I do get frustrated with him at times, but you know, all in all, he's okay for for you know what we have. Well, right I, I think the, the the main thing to focus in on with Fred and with Scott McTominay is that neither one of them are CDMs. No, nope. and I think that's where you have to start the conversation. Um, you know. 
there you're you're essentially saying you know you you want to play a four two three one which he does that's his formation um that is th- those are his tactics and you've got two kids playing in that role that they're not cdms in fact the best cdm we have is matic and he's not very good anymore so you know i don't think that um fred gets credit a lot i think he gets slated a lot and i think a lot of it is due to the fact that he gives the ball away he's not a very good passer of the ball at times there's times where he's threaded the needle but most of the time um when you see fred you're like shit he gave it away again so um so you know the tackling stats and, and all of those things i think i think they are important to bring up i think they are they are real stats but i think you go to the you go back to the drawing board just like with bruno's great stats and you say okay everything that you've done every all of the things that you've accomplished what has that done for the club, right? So for me, I go back and go, okay, we started out the season. I picked them to finish third. Looks like they're going to probably finish second, right? That's an improvement from last year, right? Um, look at the the tournaments that we were in. We were in Champions League. We got knocked out of it. That's a that's not a good thing, right? Um, FA Cup, we were in that, not in that anymore. That's not a good thing. So you just look at everything, all of the the totality of the season, and you look at the individuals and say, okay, let's compile the things that they've done good. Let's look at the things they've done bad. What does that mean to the team? So I don't mind bringing up stats. You guys know that I bring them up all the time. Um, I don't think Fred's the best at being a CDM, but he's not a CDM. He's a he's a he's a center attacking midfield player who, even at at, at that position, he struggles to pass the ball really well. So you're you're fitting him in to your system because that's what you have to do if you're Ole. If he if he were to change things up, it might work out for Fred. I don't know where you'd fit him. To Jesus's point with, with Jesse, do you bring Jesse back and put him in the 10? Absolutely not. As good as he's playing, you can't tell Bruno, sorry, bud, my man's at West Ham killing it, so you're going to have to move out of the way. It's not going to happen. So I just think that if Ole's going to stick to his guns, which I think he will, Fans are going to have to get used to the fact that if we can't afford to go out, go out and get a true CDM, I think you see Scott and uh, and and Fred in that double pivot, Pogba at times um, next year as well. You see, okay, again, play devil's advocate here. Um, you said Fred can't pay CDM. Well, he's not a CDM. No, he's not a CDM. That's what I'm sorry. I'm sorry to yeah. misquote you. You said he's not a CDM. He said he can't pass the ball, yet he plays in the midfield. So what? I mean, he's, I know he's he's a professional. What does he do good? If he can't if he, he can't pass the ball in the midfield, and he's not fast enough to play on the wings. And, For me, I, and then he's had only one goal in two seasons. So yeah, I, 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 I just, I just now, 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 now that you said he's not a CDM and he can't yeah. pass the ball, why the fuck do we have him on the team? I mean, why is he a football so player? I, where does so he I play? Think again, <laughs> I think again, it's one of those problems that Ole's had pretty much all season, and I and I think you you we me myself personally, I have to put my hand up and give him more credit because again, he's shoehorning him into a position that he should not be playing, and I think his work rate and the fact that he hustles and he tries to get in front of balls and he tries but, to break what, up the play, that's what he does. But what does he? Go ahead. What is he supposed to play then? I just, I'm, I just want to know. I just, what position? If, if you're not going to play him at in the double pivot, you would. The only other position that you could play him at is the ten. You might be able to play him off the wing. But again, you can't, you can't continue to shoehorn players into your system, and that's what he's had to do because 
and and I could be way off, but I think he tried to get Jude Bellingham. I think Jude would have been a good CDM. I think Jude is the type of player who, I mean, you saw the goal that he scored yesterday that they took away. He's the type of player who can sit back, play defense, and also pass the ball and get forward. Ole wanted him. I think they even brought out um, Sir Alex Ferguson to get the kid, yeah, they did. but it didn't. It didn't work. So they couldn't guarantee. You know, they, couldn't, Ole, they couldn't guarantee Ole, playing time. I think that's the reason, because he was, you know, he's a youngster, and then Dortmund was supposed, to, you know, he was going to get playing time at Dortmund. He wasn't going to get on the field on the pitch, obviously with Bruno, the log jam that we have in that number ten position with Bruno. Well, Mata. I mean, but I think that's the thing. I think if you if you if you look at Dortmund and the way they have him playing. He, he plays in that true CDM spot where he can mm-hmm. play deep and he can get the ball forward. Yeah. I don't think Fred passes the ball forward all of the time very well. I've seen him thread the needle before, but more often than not, I see Fred give it away, and I think that's what sticks out in our – I know, you know, you're talking about the first goal. I go all the way back to who gave it up first. It's Paul Pogba. Paul gives the ball away, and then the transition, the transition play begins from that. So, again, you've got, you've got two players in Paul and Fred – playing in deep positions that it shouldn't be playing in. So to answer your question, I would play him in the midfield of a 4-4-2. <laughs> but again, that's the only option that I have. And I'm going to play 4-2-3-1. I'm going to play him. He's going to run. He's going to hustle. He's going to try to break up play. That's what Scott does. Scott's not a great passer of the ball. But what he does in that system is he sits. He tries to break up play. He he distract. He gets on people's nerves, i.e. Neymar in that, in that PSG game. Yep. He tries to just break things up. So – Neither one of them are great ball players. That's, but that's down to what I think his name's John, and that's what Ole. Those guys have to go out and they have to recruit and get better players to come to the clubs because Fred's not a CD. We all know Fred's not a CD. No, no, but that's no. where he plays week in and week out. So we can get on to him. Trust me, he's not. He's a type of guy that when he gets it at the edge of the box and he tries to shoot it, that's what everyone on Twitter is like. The kid's not Brazilian. He's just not. He just he he, he plays like he's never. You know, play for the national team, and I know that's a, a biased stereotype, but most Brazilians can hit the ball from from outside the sixteen. He can't do that. He he's he's not that type of player. So, to, you know, to answer your question, further up the field, but again, what am I going to get from him? Yeah. I think only wants those two people to protect the front four, and I think he thinks. And I mean, look again, they're not third place; they're in second place. It's it's worked out. Has it? Do, do we're going to win the league this year? No. Are we going to win Champions League? No. Those are the two things that I think all United fans want. It's not going to happen, but we've got a chance next season. I think we're definitely going to finish top three. And uh, that's due to the fact that Fred and Scott and even Matic at times have played pretty well in that double pit. I think the best you – say, you say Matic, yes. Over the hill, he needs to retire. He's go. Yeah, he's got to go. Uh, unfortunately – I agree. Unfortunately, we I think you know he still he still has like what two years more on this contract or something like that like one or two at years least more. at least unfortunately so that's kind of that's that's a you know that's a that's hindrance to sell him or whatnot I mean why don't we try Axel Tonzebi at that position I mean I've heard I've heard other people talk about it I mean doing Axel getting him getting on the pitch uh, he's a defensive you know he plays defense center back and the guy I mean he has skill on the ball. I mean, when when he you know when he's on there, I think he can you know he can he can do a better job than Fred, right? I mean, he probably as equally I, good of a passer than Fred. It, it, I don't think it would hurt to try it, but I think Ole's so confident in the fact that the position that he's in right now, 
And again, it needs to be better. I'm not saying that Ole has just turned the club absolutely around and Sir Alex Ferguson's back. I'm not saying any of those things. What I am saying is <laughs> I think with the double pivot that he likes is either Pogba Fred, uh, Scott, you know, Fred McTominay. That's what he likes. So if you look at it, the players that he likes, you know, the Harry Maguire's of the world, you know, Lindelof, Fred, I think he just trusts those guys. I, I don't, I don't think he trusts that Axel would come in, you know, as he's supposed to be a center back and, and, and play in that double pivot where he picks it up and he wants him to start moving it forward. I'm not saying he can't do it. No, no, no. I no, just don't the reason, trust him. The reason I bring it up is because you know we're not going to we're, – we're a bargain basement. We're freaking a dollar, dollar tree, dollar general fucking uh, team right now. We're not going to pay, you know, big money. We're going to obviously overpay for, you know, somebody – big names that could sell jerseys. We're not going to get what we need is a center back. I mean, a CDM and a center back. Obviously, we need a center back. Why don't we just try Axel out and, uh, you know, try to see if he can prove himself to say, okay, we don't need to buy a center back if he, if, if he actually proves himself. Because, you know, I mean, you know, <laughs> we're going to go through the same problem next year. Our creativity in our midfield is going to be shit because we're playing two, we're playing six at the back. Six at the back. And we're fucking asking four other people to get forward and score goals. That ain't happening. That's not happening. We're not going to make Champions League like that. You know what I mean? We're not defensively sound enough to be fucking Jose Mourinho's Inter Milan team to win the Champions League, was it 2010? You know, to bang goals in like that. We're not defensively sound like that. Our center back's shit. So we need to be on the front foot. We need to be going forward. We need to outscore them on, on, you know, and with a true CDM that can help prevent, you know, a 4-2 win, uh, 3-1 win. You know, hell, two one win, you know, and, and get those goals. But this 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 two CDM six at the back, six defensive players. Uh, we're gonna. Go, I mean, we'll be we'll be fighting for fourth next year. We'll be in the Europa League next year, and we'll be. I mean, Ole will be, you know, probably get a freaking con- a lifetime contract extension next year. Obviously, it looks like it looks like he's gonna get a contract extension this year. Next year, if we do the same thing. The, the fucking Glazers will give him a lifetime contract extension. Who knows? But it's going to be the same old, same old if they don't pull the head out of their ass and change the, change the formation. And I know we're all on the same page on that. It's just, it's, it, it just gets tiresome when it was so exciting to see Paul further up. And then after that goal, he you know, it just seems like they just went back into this, this, this defensive mode for most of the, for most of the match. And against Brighton, Brighton, bottom of the league. I mean, they're not bottom of the league. They're not relegation, but they're like, you know, the second half of the league. So it's just, they're three points clear, aren't they? Only three points clear. No, but I'm saying I'm saying they're 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 in the second half of the league, right? No, no, I, I'm agreeing with you. I think they're they're right there at the bottom. They're like, oh, I mean, I didn't say they're. What I mean, bottom, it's three point. You know, the, the bottom three. But yeah, yeah. it's just. How do we go two one? Yes, then and I mean it pissed me off when I was hearing the you know beginning of the game, beginning of the match. Oh, Brighton, you know, you know they they're a tough team, and you know the Manchester barely squeaked it out in freaking extra time last time, and you know at the the, you know, the the Amex Stadium, and you know these announcers are just giving Brighton this so much like they're freaking they're Man City, and then yet we go in and obviously you know we we go take it to them. Take it to them, and then we lay an egg, and we flatten front. You know what I mean? 
and we just tuck our tail between our legs for the rest of the match. And 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 then and then luckily, you know, we uh, Rashford scores, and then we get our head out of their ass. And it's it's just that's just the, 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 the as a fan that pisses me off. Why can't these players, you know, perform? And if if they are we if they are better than Brighton, why didn't they look better than Brighton? And they didn't from some from a majority of the match. But that's that's typically how we end up playing, though, man. We we just we just suck. We 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 we, we do suck. Like we. That's I mean, not an excuse. I'm not gonna fucking, that's not an excuse, Matt. I I know I know I know it's not an excuse. I'm just calling fucking facts. But no, we we go out there. We do the same thing. Like uh, you know, with this with this Brighton game, it was really really strong right out the gate, and then we dropped off and we got scored on, and then we we're just in this low, and then. After that, uh, the 60th minute, after probably after Pogba passed it through to Bruno, whenever we started creating chances, and I don't know why it takes us to the 60th, 70th minute to finally start making chances, but it's just it's how this team's mentality is right now. Until the mentality's changed, we're going to keep on going on this fucking shit flight path right now, and I, I, I can't wrap my mind around it. Uh, it's just it's just constantly inconsistent, you know. That first thirteen minutes, though, man, that was entertaining football. It was, man. I mean, seriously, I I, I saw Pogba in the lineup, and that's what I'm like. I think I, I I had a feeling. I I had a feeling. I was like, this dude's gonna play further up, and you know me, I don't give Paul Pogba, you know, I don't give him the light of day, you know, very much, but I thought he played well. Until that, you know, until until 13 minutes when they scored, and I'm not saying he was. I'm not saying he was at fault. I'm just saying everything just shrunk after that. Everything just shrunk back and just shrunk. But that's this. that's pretty typical, man. I mean, you played you played uh, sports before. Have you ever just like from basketball, you know, getting like five, six, seven constant baskets on your team? Everybody starts kind of like shut down, you know. Being scored on in football, well, yeah, um, you know, just what's up? I mean, I understand that, but we're that's a one goal. It's a loser mentality. Yeah, the, it's, yes, it's, it's exactly, and then that that's what we have. We have a loser mentality, and I, I could I now I know why Bruno. I mean, does want? I mean, obviously, he's pissed off. I mean, I don't think Bruno has a loser mentality, but he's playing with a bunch of players that have a loser mentality, and unfortunately, since Sir Alex Sir Alex left, the loser mentality has been cultivated. You know why? Because we're Manchester United. It's they're playing on the past. They're playing a past glory. They're Manchester United. They made it. They have, they're getting signed to the big contracts, endorsements. They're getting all this stuff, but they have not earned what the people before them have created. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I, I think I think we also are giving Graham Potter any any kind of props, and he deserves no, props. No, I, yeah, I think they right. played really well, and I think they played a really good brand of football. And I think their brand of football is something that if, if he had better players, I think he'd do a lot better than, than, than what he's doing right now. That's the first thing. Secondly, we did win the game. <laughs> we did come out on top. Yes, we did. And we did, we did that. And, and we did that. Think about this, guys. We did that when Chelsea lost. Who else lost? Uh, uh, Leicester lost. All of the teams that we needed to lose lost. And last year, that's when we definitely don't win. Right. And so we give up this goal and you're thinking to yourself, Chelsea just lost. Leicester just lost. Arsenal just lost. And here we go again when we can completely clear and in, in a Champions League position. 
We don't do that. We go ahead and we get the goal. So I understand where y'all are coming from. Trust me. It was not the best performance in the first half at all. No, I, I would never agree with anybody that would say that. However, I felt like in the second half, I felt like we took our chances. We created our chances. Ole made substitutions when he needed to. Cavani, it was not working with Cavani. He took him off. He put Mason at the nine, which I think you hit it on the head earlier. Holland's out of the picture. So you're going to have to look at Tony in the face and say, listen, if you drop off another seven-goal season, you're out. Yep. Greenwood's 19-20. He's going to lead the line for us. And we're just going to rock and roll with this kid who, for me, that was an ultimate number nine, yep. in-your-face, diving, header, whatever I can get to the ball, scoring a goal. So, I, I, you know, I, I understand where, you, where you're coming from. You know, I get it. The 4-2-3-1 in my – I hate it. But listen, we all hated Van Hall as well. But when we lift trophies and we finish in top spots, I'm, ha- I'm a happy person. I, I understand that we want to win the league. I, I want to win it too. But I think what we have to do is we have to kind of temper ourselves and, and say, okay, where do we want to be? Well, obviously we want to be back on top. Okay, when the, the first real true pot process happened with Sir Alex Ferguson, you guys know better than I do, the first four years sucked. It was not a good ride. It was a horrible ride where people were bringing banners to the stadium saying, get him out. And then he won an FA Cup, and then things started to change from there, and I think that was 1990. Then the Class of 92 rolls in, and he's already got some players there, and then things kick off. This is Ole's second and a half, our second season. He's gotten us to, from third to now mm-hmm. second. So he's got to continue to progress. You guys know how I feel about him. He's going to have to have players oh, yeah. that are going to do that for him. And if, and if he's asking, like, he's, he's asking for Jude, he's asking for Holland, he's asking for Sancho, he's asking for these players, um, and, he, and he doesn't get them, I, I'm going to hold him to account for games when he makes stupid-ass decisions, when he does stuff that he shouldn't do. But I'm also going to look at the board, and I'm going to say, hey, you've got to hook this guy up, and you've got to give him ball players because he needs that, just like any great coach. I don't oh, care. Yeah. What coach you are, you got to have great players. So I just, I just think we got to put it in the context of what we did. We went out there and did what we needed to do in order to solidify ourselves as a Champions League team, and that's what we need. I know that that that's that's probably just going to all go to the Glazers, unfortunately. However, Champions League football attracts big time stars. Uh, Manchester United still attracts attracts big time stars. That combination for me, it's exciting. I don't think we're going to sign any more than two players. Let's just hope that there's the players that we need, that they fit into places that we need. And we're not putting to your point earlier, Matt, Fred and McTominay, McTominay in a double pivot, because that's what he's going to run. He's not going to do four, three, three. If even if he gets Sancho next year, he's going to run four, two, three, one. Sancho's going to be out on the right. You know, Tony's going to be on the left. Green was going to be up front. I mean, I, I can, you know, I, I can see it happening. I can t- completely see it happening with him sticking with his formation because if you're a coach, right, and you finished third last year and then the next year you finished second, in your mind, that's progression. Now, the fans, we look at it and we're like, dude, we didn't get Champions League. We, we got kicked out, basically. <laughs> we got kicked out of FA Cup, right? And so we're just yeah. struggling to hang on. Your favorite and cup to care about. always probably thinking <laughs> So I just think that he's caught, kind of caught a little bit in between – being the yes man and also trying to progress the club and he's got his hands tied a little bit. Um, but you know, I just, you know, when I look at the outcome last year, we lose that game. 
in my opinion. And, you know, this year we figure it out. I feel, I felt like we were going to, I felt like there was another goal coming. And, uh, you know, I just, I pray he didn't run Rashford into the ground. I saw him in training again today. Um, I didn't like to see it. I think he needs to take a break. Um, but I'm sure he'll be in Granada tomorrow or tonight. Yeah. Priority tonight. Uh, I'm sure he'll be there, you know, playing tomorrow uh, afternoon. All right. Well, you segued, you're, you're, you just segued into what we're talking about next is the team and transfers and all that. But I wanted to, I wanted to pretty much top it all off. It's been what eight it's in 2003, 2003. It's almost eight years since United has won the league, since competed in the league. Let's put it that way. Competed 13? in the league. 13. Yeah. I mean, this year will be eight years, right? I think if I do my math correctly. Competed in the no, league. You're right. Phil Jones, left over, last last leftover from, Man, uh, from Sir Alex, the Sir Alex years. That's eight years. Juan Mata, uh, I think he's the last of the David Moyes project, right? Am I correct? I don't know who picked up uh, Mata. Mata. Moyes picked up Mata in January. Was so, it? Yeah. Okay. And then he got then he got shit canned, and then uh, gigs came out. So we have. Right, that's right, Gizzy. <laughs> then we have obviously the academy products. We're not going to say Jesse Lingard, you know, Rashford, um, Greenwood. Those are academy products. Let's let's talk about the transfers right now, right? The, the current transfers on this team. Then we have Martial brought in by Louis Van Hall. Didn't work out. Um, then we have. Uh, the Mourinho years, right, of Lindelof, right, Pogba, uh, Matic, uh, who else? Was Bailly that or no? Bailly. 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 Um, trying to think well, who's on the bench too. When was Luke brought in? Luke was brought in under... Van Hall, remember he got hurt during the Champions League, broke yeah. his leg. So snapped his leg. Snapped his leg when he was playing awesome, and then after that, fucked him up. I think that mentally that messed him up bad. Fucked me up too. Luke man. Shaw was flying, and <laughs> going, flying with, with Southampton, and then he comes in, and we, you know, we needed him. We paid big money for him, but yes, that him and him and Martial the leftovers. But what I'm getting at, right? I did. I think we have. The rest of them are, are um, Maguire, Basaka, James, uh, Cavani, <clears throat> Ahmad, you know, all these other players are, are Ole. What I'm getting at is we have four, <coughs> we have four generations, gen, I guess you could say generations, right? Um, five, actually, with Sir Alex, Moyes, uh, Van Hall, Mourinho, and now Solskjaer. Of those players, tell me what other team in the league that has – Five different players, different coaches, and players still on that team. I mean, it's Chelsea. Just, Chelsea? <laughs> nah, I, don't, I don't know. Not nah, even man, Chelsea. I, don't no, know. Not even, I know serious. Chelsea. I you know. I know Chelsea runs through uh, through uh, both players and managers real quick, but I don't. I don't know. And it's in, in, in getting back to what you're talking about, EC, and it's so disappointing. And like, oh, we're gonna bring in two players. Well, we need to get rid of two players. We still have. I mean, how many players that I, I just counted in my hand that we have from previous management that are still on this team? And they're even talking about giving Juan Mata, if he doesn't decide to go back, extending him for a year. Can you believe that shit? And we have I, Matic. And we have Matic. Like, you, like we said, Matic is, Matic is, I mean, he can't go on a free. 
And he's probably on bigger wages than a, some shit club. We're going to ship his ass back to Slovenia for, or wherever he's from, Serbia. Nobody's going to pay those wages. Just well, like- I think I think that's United keep on shoehorning themselves in with these contracts. I mean, even if you look at one of one of the, the bigger contracts like Paul's, you know, Paul's looking at things like, look, if, if, if I'm not going to get 300 or whatever a week from Juve or PSG, well, then I'm just going to stay like, what what's what's the worst that could happen? You guys are gonna give me a bigger contract if I if I stay on. It's the same thing with Phil Jones. I mean, it, it's it's even worse with somebody like Romero who's on seventy grand a week and hasn't played, hasn't done anything. So United <laughs> making these contracts that make no sense. That's this is kind of why I'm I'm holding out some optimism for the the new the, the new change the the director of football to see if maybe they can start doing something new. I mean, coronavirus screwed everyone. And, 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 and there's clubs all over the world who are looking at, you know, I think one of the best strikers that we've seen in a long time in Erlen Holland, and they're saying 212 million, nobody's got that. And Dortmund are going, we know that. We, we, we'd like to keep them for another year. Now they're gonna lose out on some cash because their release clause is 70 million next year if, if he were to stay after next season. But I just think we continue to, to, to keep players on. And with this pandemic, the likes of Paul and I can maybe even Donnie, I've heard some rumors. These guys aren't going to go for what they're, what they're really worth um, up front or the wage fee. It's not going to happen. So um, it's unfortunate. But I just, like I said, everything that I'm hearing, it's 70 to 100 million uh, is, is in the transfer kitty. Um, it's nothing, nothing. I think that gets you one top guy and maybe somebody else, but I don't think it gives you a starter. I I think if always smart, he looks at it and says, look it, I'm not going to get Erlen. It's it's not going to happen. So let's just strike that from being any kind of possibility. What am I lacking? What, what, what are, what are my huge issues? Well, it's the pairing that I have. I, I don't have a good center back pairing. Um, maybe, maybe I need to be able to get Pogba forward. So let's go get a CDM and a center back and let's go with what we have with the likes of Palestri and Ahmad, not even being able to show what they can really do. Yeah. Um, have a good season. You know, you, you hope that the like, again, you look at Tony in the face and you say, look at man, the, the Corona, Corona is going to be around for the rest of our lives. However, I think the markets, as far as, Crowds being back in the in the stands, I think that those things will open up. So you look at Tony and say, "Listen, with everyone coming back and, and clubs starting to make money, if you drop off another seven and five or whatever he did this season, because I don't think he's playing anymore, you're out." So we sell we sell him at top value. You get forty five to fifty million for him, and then you go out and you get you get better players at those forward and attacking positions. Because I still have faith in Rashford. I think he's having a great season. I still have faith in Bruno. Um, I still, I still like Greenwood, you know, I, I like Pogba still. So I think some of those attacking players are, are, are doing really well. I mean, you go to that back line. I think Luke Shaw is one of the best left backs in the world. I think Aaron Wambasaka plays great on defense. He's getting better offensively. And then you give Harry somebody to play with. I don't think the team's horrible. I don't think he's too far off, but I think to your point, who's Jesus too off, too far off from what, right? Too far off from fourth place too far off from Champions League winning, too far off from Premier League. I think he's kind of going to be stuck 
this is just my opinion because of the financials they're going to give him. He's going to be stuck in that two to fourth place. Maybe you win a trophy and for a while, because I don't think the Glazers are too concerned about him getting that top dog. We always got the top dog. We always got the Cantona. We got the Roonies. We got the Rio Ferdinands. We always got those kids. That's not how they play. They want Champions League football because they want the cash. Or Arsenal. And, exactly. And then, and then if you don't make Champions League, then I'll give you $200 million to spend. And then we wind up starting all over again. So you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, if you're Ole, because you know the fans love him because he's a legend of the club, a hero of the club, however you want to say it. And they're not going to turn on him. And then at the end of the day, he is winning games. Yes, we're not winning trophies, but we're qualifying for Champions League. And we all know that's a, a big portion of what, you know, we want to do. So I just, I, I get on to him. I, he's not my favorite, but I mean, what is anybody going to do? What is any manager going to do with, with the position that, that you're going to be in when you're in charge of Manchester United Football Club? Uh, it's what's going to be devastating. And I'm, I'm going to get into this topic real quick, but I'm going to, I'm going to play GM here shortly. And I'm going to see what y'all think. But this this next topic is is has to be talked about because I want to say, I, anyways. But I'm um, to top you up, top it off. It's going to be devastating when Man City have the chance to win the quadruple this year. Four fucking trophies. They good. They will fucking win. do it. No, no, do no, it. It's and be- I say that, and I say fucking do it because that's going to be like okay. We actually have to invest money in our club if we want to make that shit happen. It's going to be the fire underneath the board's ass. Is it? Having is your it, fucking. Is it, man? Is I, it? I really think I, I I think it'll be another thing, another know. thing for them to fucking realize that in the transfer market, is like at winning, modern day transfer market, only having a seventy to hundred million, you're not going to touch anything with that. If City has and dominated, dominated so winning the Premier League. And fucking Answer. Liverpool has won the Premier League after 20 years. Would not light somebody's fire into somebody's ass? City winning the quadruple is not going to do shit for this board. And that and it's so unfortunate because you have you have the fucking world, you know, with as Manchester United, as Manchester United fans, the foothold of Manchester United football, just like Barcelona and just like Real Madrid, your foothold on world. Football and being an influence on world football is now getting chipped away by fucking Man City because they're investing more in their club and their infrastructure worldwide. And Liverpool, we had a hold on English football for so long, and these fucking guys pissed it away. Yeah, no wonder Sir Alex and David Gill left. They saw the writing on the wall. They they have, and and City City is taking over Manchester. I hate to say it, but if you they are. If you look at who cares about football, the owners of Manchester City care about football. If they say, well, look, we need a center back. Well, here you go. Here's 80 million. Well, he didn't work. Well, here's 60. They don't care about football. They, I mean, they care about American football, as we see. <laughs> they went and got Antonio Brown. They went and got Tom Brady. They went and got Gronkowski. They care about winning the Super Bowl. That's a big deal for them. I don't think the ones that are in charge really care about the football club. They didn't pay Listen, money for that. If they, if they don't – yeah, but I'm saying if, if they don't get top four, they care about that <laughs> yeah. because they know that there's an endorsement to be had. 
They were the only club in the world to sign the big, uh, the new, the new jerseys that we'll have next season. It was a two hundred and fifty-three million dollar deal. So that's that's what their concern is. Their concern is is United going to be able to generate revenue so that we can pump that back into the football team so we can lift Lombardi trophies. I think that's where that's what I'm saying. Ole's going to be stuck in that, and he's not not going to be able to get the players that he wants and the timing that he wants them until he's gone. I don't, I don't see them spinning, you know, getting the best receiver and the best quarterback and the best, they're not going to do that. That in our, in our eyes, it's the best right winger. It's the best center back. It's all of the things that United are, were built around getting the Eric Cantonals, the Roonies, the Rio Ferdinands. They were, they were the best. And we always went and spent the most on the best players. We're not that club anymore. That's why I'm saying, I say to people all the time, um, I'm a, a huge Washington football fan. And in the 90s, they were a pretty decent team. But guess what? Those days, those days are gone. And Daniel Schneider is in charge, and he's not a very good owner. So I get excited when we get to Daniel Schneider is overpaid for players. <laughs> and, and he did a horrible job. Yeah. But they're horrible players. Yeah. So that doesn't make you a good owner because you spent $100 million on a crap player. You know that. So I'm just saying – I think that we have to be realist about it, which you guys both are. You guys both know that his hands are tied. It's going to be damn near impossible for him to get what he wants because we know what he wants. He wants Erling Holland. He wants Bellingham. He wants Sancho. He wants the club to be where it was. Yeah. But you can't do that if they're t- telling you, look, it, you got about $70 million, bro. You got about 100 tops. And you're looking at things going, well, I might be able to get two guys, maybe, maybe three, but you're still going to have these huge wage bills of Phil Jones on, you know, almost a hundred Sergio Romero on 70,000, you know, Juan Mata on crazy wages and they don't even play. They literally don't even play. Shout out to, to, to Mata. He lost his mom uh, recently as well. So he's probably going through it as well. But a lot of these guys, they need to be to your point off the books. De Gea is a, a, a big one on 350 grand a week. They, I think, made the decision to go with Dean Henderson. I think that's a that's that story's over with. I think he's the number one. I think you'll see De Gea tomorrow. In fact, I think he'll start. Um, they, they're just going to essentially swap roles. But Dino's on 130, and you, you think that's going to stay there? No. If once he becomes United number one, him and his agent will renegotiate, and he will be on close to 200 something a week because he's United's number one, and he'll probably be England's number one um, during the Euros this summer. Well, since you since you brought up. Dean Henderson and Dan. I don't want to. I, obviously, I don't want to gloat, but I I want to say something. I told you all, mfers, that this is going to happen. I told you all at the beginning of the season, having Dean Henderson and De Gea is going to mess this team up. And obviously, the, the apparently the locker rooms are the shambles, or if you believe the reports, in shambles, uh, and and they're pissed off. But I told you this is going to happen. And everybody said, no, let's breed competition. Let's breed competition. Well, you know what? This is happening. And you know what? It's the same fucking thing. No, 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 no. Listen to me. Listen to me. I told you so, moments. Yes, I am. Yes, I'm going to stand on my soapbox and say, I told you so. I told you this is going to happen. You know why? And you know what? And you know what? What did you say was going to happen? I said, you can't have two number one goalkeepers at the team. I, I know exactly. He, he was like, you can't have two goalies competing for one another. It's going to fuck up their minds. Yes. I was like, get the fuck out of here, man. They all baby back bitches if it's going to fuck up their minds. No, no, no. Hey, get and out you know of what? Here. And you know, this, you know what? This, no, this, no, 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 no. This, this whole predicament, and you know, and this is what I'm going to get at. 
this whole predicament is going to cost us not being able, being able to move David De Gea to, in this summer because, like EC said, he's on big wages. So and and obviously COVID is put in is is, yeah. is put in there. It, it we can't sell him, so he's he can be on the team. His and then his value has in the summer it was up here, and now he's the number two. So what do you think his value is going to be at? And he's on big wages. Do you think any other teams going to want want to buy him? That's what I'm saying. We should have yeah, sold him at yes. the premium in the summer, and then kept and, and gone with Henderson. Because nah. now now what I'm saying is get rid of Henderson. He's on. Upcoming Englishman, and he's on lower wages, and we can get value for him. And which I would never say that this whole year. I thought Henderson was the future, but unfortunately, bad business has brought us to this. Bad business has brought us to De Gea's thirty. Yes, he's still young for in a goalkeeper's eyes, but yet we're gonna have to get rid of the one of the best prospects. I think. I mean, people have, are people are skeptical on on, on on Dean Henderson on how, what can he can be. Obviously, because he's not very proven. But so David Hale was improving his first year, and he got crushed. So, but now Dean Henderson has the lower wages, and his star is rising to where we can make a profit off of, rather than sell De Gea at low bottom because he's a second tier team player, and he's on three hundred something thousand thousand a week. That's what I'm saying. I think they'll be able to. Get- I think they'll be able to get rid of De Gea. I, I, I think it's going to be a lot, a lot easier than, than we think. To whom? Um, I think they're. When's his contract up? It's two more. He's years. got it for quite some time. Yeah. He, yeah, he's got it for quite some time. But I think what's going to wind up happening, that you're up. going to see him in, uh, in Spain. You're going to see him closer to his family. I, and I, I think he's made that a priority. And fair play to him. You know, he's, he's been a great servant, um, one of the best in the world at one point in time. But I think what you do is, you're, if you're Ole, you say, look it, it's been great. It's been a great ride. We've got a kid who is, for me, right here with you. So we're going to do this with him. You're going to do something else somewhere else at a different club. And you go out and you get a backup goalie from wherever. You don't really worry about the number two role um, at, at United. But I think they get rid of him. Um, well, I think it's going to be – You see, you think he's going to do it. Who, who can afford his wages – and who's going to pay what we perceive as top dollar? Because he's still a number one goalkeeper. So you'd say yeah, so forty. I mean, fifty to sixty million, right? Yeah. You, you think uh, well, that's what I he's going to go for? I don't think that's what they'll pay up front for him. No, I think you're going to pay closer to thirty to forty million up front. And I think the wage bill is going to be something to where remember when we had uh, Sanchez, where we'll pay half of it and they'll pay half but of it. They'll that. work something. Well, it's going to have to happen because I don't. I think Ole's put his. He's put a, lo- a line in the sand. And I think we saw that with De Gea coming back, being fit, being ready to go, and he still played Dean. And I think you'll see De Gea tomorrow. Ole spoke about it in the in the press conference that both of them will still play a role for the rest of the season. I just think the roles have, have swapped. Um, Dean Henderson makes me nervous at times. He dropped that ball in the Brighton game, and I was a little bit nervous about it. But I, I said this in the last podcast. We all remember when De Gea first yeah. started. De Gea was not the best goalkeeper in the world. He made us all nervous. And he was filling in huge shoes. And, you know, you're, you're coming in for Vandessar, and here you come, this young kid from Spain. We don't know what to think. So it's going to be nervy. It's going to be awkward. It's going to be, you know, what the hell moments. But he's also going to make great saves like he did against Danny. The first save was great. Yeah. Um, they just didn't, they didn't respond. So he will be gone at the end of this summer. He will be closer to his girlfriend and his new baby. 
And um, it's going to be a lot easier, I think, than, than we think. And, and I think the main thing is De Gea is going to want to go. De Gea is not going to want to compete with this young kid. It's not because he can't. It's no. because he knows he's a starter. But Ole, I think, has made his decision. So he, he and his agent, they'll work something out. It'll probably be a 40-60 split. It could be 50-50 split. But they'll pay his wages. That's what they do. It's it's football. It's monopoly money. That's why I say I don't. No, no, I don't no, get. No, 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 no. You keep saying this is monopoly money, and no, it, no, no, it is not. No, you see, it is not. Because look, you're saying you 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 kept saying, dude. We only have four four. You know, you like last year, uh, Jane Sancho. It's a hundred. It's a hundred. You know, it's a hundred. Uh, 120 million for him and then he what he wants 400 you know four hundred thousand dollars a week it is not because we know our men our, our our ownership ain't gonna be paying that no i know they won't but, but i'm it's not saying monopoly you, money it's people's money it's the team's I'm, money and I'm it causes saying. problems in the it probably it causes problems and this is the thing by splitting his wages it's going to cause problems it can't it can cause problems but it's business and i think sometimes business is going to suck and I think ultimately when you start to get to the upper echelon of being a football player, you're going to get your, your agent's going to go, wait a minute. If X is on this, why am I not on the same wage? That's how football tennis, I don't care what sport you're in. Your agent's always looking at the numbers and he's going, how do I get my client to that top tier position? That's what De Gea's agent did for him and fair play to De Gea. He deserved it. But you had a situation where Dean Henderson came in, played really well last season, really, really well, and it put Ole in a great problem. He had a great problem that he had to deal with. He's dealing with it now. You know, unfortunately or fortunately for De Gea, he had a kid. He took off. Ole used that opportunity to say, what do we got? We got him for one or not? And they figured out, I think they figured out that this is their new number one. I think it's no question De Gea's gone at the end of the season. No question. No. Let's see if somebody have, we have a buyer for him. That's the thing, Matt. I know you're the goalkeeper of the group, and uh, yeah, no. I mean, I, I know, I know what you said at the very beginning. I knew exactly what you were you were getting at with your uh, your bitch ass. I told you so. Uh, <laughs> you know, fucking opening line. I was like, here we fucking go, man. Jesus has a leg to stand on for a goddamn second. Um, I, I don't. I've been more I, right I than wrong in this pod, dude. Let's put it that way. I, I have oh, a, dude. I have, I have I a mean, chuck yeah. board. I have a chuck board in this motherfucker. I don't even fucking. want to go back and listen to any of our pods because we're just fucking rambling mistakes. <laughs> uh, we're just like trying to speak we, I for mean, yourself, sir. We we, we talk. We well, no, we talk. We talk in the moment. We think about you know what what the best action, the course of action is going to be from this side of the pond. That's what our fucking pod is all about, you know. So, uh, you know, whenever we're talking about competition and, and spaces, I don't think competition is ever a bad thing. Look at Luke Shaw finally pulled his head out of his ass. That's different. Um, Outfield players is different. I don't agree. Bitch, get the fuck out. A, a, a position is a position is a position. Yeah, they're all footballers. And they, and yeah, they all dude. Footballer. And when another footballer comes in, it doesn't matter where you're at, he wants your job. It's a yeah. job. Not, That's what it is. Family. How do I make more money within my job? I got to compete. I got to outplay this fucking dude. How do I do that? Not Show up at practice. Goalkeeper. Be too on mental. time. Goalkeeper is too mental to have that shit. And 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 you and you're still no, talking about not. you're still talking about Sergio Romero. Isn't he? Isn't he not <laughs> still competing for the number one Argentina position uh, job in Argentina? 
for goalkeeper? I don't know, but I know he's making seventy grand a week, man. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a homeboy, you want competition? He's, all right. He's still competition. I'm, I'm not. It's just. You I'm bring, not gonna lie. You bring he the has you bring the future cat in. Dream job. <laughs> he's got no, my no. dream job. Your dream job is fucking Lee Grant. I can dude. literally Lee Grant fucking be a third gets... fucking string player <laughs> and get paid seventy grand a week. Amen. And not fucking not not be stressed Amen. out, dude. Sign me the fuck. Where the fuck do I sign up for that job? Everybody's like, oh my god, you know, I'm so upset. I'm like, dude. Listen, I'm I'm quite the underperformer in life. I would I love that job. job. Seventy, 70 <laughs> give me seventy thousand a fucking year to do that goddamn third string job. I'm not even talking about a week. 70. I'm talking about a fucking year, man. I will sit on that bitch, bitch. I will give out fucking water. I'll I'll, I'll be like Grant. You be high fiving. You be high fiving the fuck out of people. Yeah, good hold, job, hold, good job, holding good up job. the goddamn uh, the signboard. Showing the subs. You remember that when that happened like three weeks ago or so? Go get the sign. <laughs> Come on. You're on 50 grand a week. Go pick the sign up quickly. Uh, yeah. I would do that job, you know? But, but no, man, this whole De Gea Henderson conversation, um, you know, like I, I did agree with you because you, you were talking about selling De Gea a long time ago. I was like, dude, De Gea is still good. He's, uh, but I, I did talk about like, you know, people being in their prime day has been in his prime and i feel like he's plateaued dean henderson is pretty comparable to De Gea's skill level i'd say uh but he still has so much room for growth yeah um so i feel i feel i feel that having dean henderson as our number one does make sense overall yes if if, if that's not the case and they got rid of henderson and we kept De Gea, i would not be upset I would not be upset at all. I miss the the the, the man bun De Gea days whenever he was like a fucking a kitty cat. No, that was just, fucking that was nasty. just all over the goddamn place. Like that guy was insane. I, we need man bun De Gea back, but we don't. We have uh we have the dapper De Gea. So you know, um, if we can if we can get rid of him and cut those wages out of our fucking weekly payroll, that that is Holland pages or, or uh, sorry wages. Uh, those are Holland type wages. That that's where we need get rid of him. I'll rock old Hendo over here for the time being. See if that works out. If if not, then uh, we still open up money for a fantastic striker. Because your best uh, your best defense is a good what? Offense. There there it is, man. So let's go ahead and get Holland. Get rid of Dehia. Not for two hundred million. Sorry, Holland's asking. Holland's asking to sit there in fucking Dortmund till next. Till everybody comes. Goddamn right. I think he should. FTP. Fuck that puto dude. We ain't fucking spending no fucking two hundred million. All right. I said I was gonna play. I would spend it. I would spend it in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, Monopoly money. We forgot. You know, Mister Fucking Monopoly over here with the little eyeglass thing over here, top hat. Monopoly money, <laughs> a little monocle. Monocle, there, monocle. That's what you call it. Monocle. If City gets Colin, that's the next championship for the next. City ain't gonna pay. Yep. City's not I gonna agree. pay 200, 200 million pounds for Colin. You know, I thought about that because you remember Pep said that during the week. I think he's bluffing, dude. City's mind not games. paying that, dude. I dude, Pep is dude, notorious. City, Pep and Mourinho are notorious no, 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 for no, mind look, games. Dude, who? I mean, look at City's. How many arrows? Who is who's who pays more on their roster? We or us or City? Say no. Say that again. I couldn't hear. What do you mean? 
City doesn't overpay their players like we do. Yeah, right. They absolutely do. Well, they don't. In fact, they're a bill. They are a billion fact, dollar fucking squad. In fact, like I said, yeah. Even their bench, their bench. There's like five hundred million, like something like I think it's three hundred million on the bench. Overpay. So they, I'm talking about weekly wages. Yeah, but here's the thing: if you're paying all that money up front, you're gonna work out the wages. So those guys, like De Bruyne, just signed a new contract today what to was stay twenty five. Well, what's I, haven't up, I haven't looked it up yet. They just they just said yeah, yeah. he did just sign. There was there was no years or numbers but that I know, saw. But you know the number is going to be higher than what it was. You know he's already on two hundred a week or something like that. So what I'm saying is, it's easy for them to say to Sergio Aguero, "Thank you so much. We're going to put a statue out front. Sell him, and then Jesus, we love you, brother. But there's a guy out there who's six foot eight, who scored thirty goals a season. We're going to go ahead and ride with him." I could totally see it happen. And we all know that he was in Manchester with our favorite agent, Mino Raiola, trying to figure out which Manchester United club or Chelsea uh, he was going to go to. So I would not be shocked. Those those oil sheiks, I wouldn't be shocked if they dropped the bag on that kid. Yeah, dude. I fucking would. I mean, that's that's a, they're billionaires, man. They have built and that no, they have bought this fucking team. <laughs> they didn't build no, they shit. Have. They have. So you know, would, with with the shock. genius that Pep is, uh, so um, I don't. I'm not seeing any numbers, but uh, Kevin De Bruyne is uh, at City. They, they he signed a two year extension on top of his current contract, <laughs> keeping him at City until the summer of 2025, which is one year before the World Cup in the United States, my man. <clears throat> I wonder how much he signed for though. So we got Kevin De Bruyne, 350. 300 for Raheem Sterling. Aguero, which is on his way out at 230. Torres, 80. <coughs> Fernandinho, 150. Silva, 150. Uh, Gundogan, 140. Rodri, 121. Uh, Laporte, 120. Riyad Mahrez, 120. Arnimendi, 120. Walker, 110. There's big wages. Compared to ours? I just had ours pulled up. I'll go back to it right now. Jesus is only a 90. Mendy, 90. Akai, 90. Bravo, not 80. Cancelo, 80. Ederson, 65 for Ederson. Fuck, man, he's underpaid. And you don't think he's going to ask for some money? You know he is. More but I'm, just, I'm saying, if you look at the top tier, top tier players. Foden's on 12? Fuck. He's underpaid. Who? Foden. But he's on, oh, but yeah, he's he's on a rookie contract. Baby, though. Yeah, he's on a rookie yeah. contract. He's going to get 100 grand. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, he'll. You know, we, we got De Gea at 375, Pogba 290, Tony 250, Edison 210, Marcus 200, Harry 180, Bruno 180, Juan Mata 160, Luke Shaw 150. Yeah. Lindelof 120, Matic 120, Donnie's at 120. Jesus Christ. Dude, I thought I saying, they pay less. They pay the same wages. You were, you were ringing off hundreds. We're paying hundreds too. And that's what my point is. These guys are going to negotiate. But no, no, look at their players and look at our players. It's different. 
and that's why they're winning the league, and they're going to win championships. Yeah, league. I mean, okay, okay, you think about it. Okay, they have a smart board. They have a smart board oh, playing yeah. a fucking game. You're getting, you're getting, you're getting Fernand Torres for what 120 million. I mean, he's one of those top and up, top and upcoming strikers in what Spain, and now he's on your team. Us, if we bought a Fernand Torres, we pay him fucking 200 million. I mean, 200 thousand. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? It's just shit like that, dude. You know what I mean? All, we pay more on weekly wages than any fucking team in the Premier League, period. Because we pay the United Tax. Because, I mean, we have to overpay to get people to come fucking play, you know, to pay for our, you know, for our coach and to pay, you know, play for our board. Not the fans. The fans are the best in the world. But it's this shit that we can't get shit right. But I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play middle, mini GM, obviously, because we only have a couple more minutes here. Everybody says, Luke Shaw, I mean, we need to get rid of players and bring players in. <clears throat> I know everybody's saying that um, the players, we they want to, you know, we need to bring money back into the club and we need to sell. Obviously, like you said, EC, um, right now a lot of teams don't have the cash. They don't have the cash to, you know, to purchase a Pogba at, we bought it for, what, 90, 99, 5 million, right? Euros, pounds, whatever you want to call it. Whatever currency they use, somewhere on there, we're not going to get the value. Bullshit ass currency. <laughs> yes, it's not the fucking American dollar. That's why. That's what it is. But you know, uh, Pogba overpaid, right? Anthony Martial, I think at the time for a kid like that coming out of, out of Monaco, um, it was his wages were were supposed to increase depending on his performance. But I think it was like fifty million will we pay for Anthony Martial? Um, but the person I really want to talk about is uh, Lingard because his recent form and de- and what David Moyes has said. David Moyes sa- has said that he wants to keep Jesse Lingard. What I mean, in your on, I mean, what would you you as a you as a mini GM, ECM Matt? How much would you would you require for you know for Jesse Lingard? You know he's not going to come back in the team and play the number ten. He doesn't fit. He does not fit. He doesn't play well with us. I mean, we need to get rid of him. He and, and he deserves it. He needs PT. He needs playing time. And I think I think with uh, with with West Ham, he, he's good. What do you think a player like Jesse Lingard would? Well, I mean, he would, was it be twenty, thirty million million or what would you ask? Yeah, I feel like that's 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 fair. Like, I mean, I don't. I'm not going to say he's anything over 40 by any means. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think we could probably land 20, 25 for him. Personally, I mean, uh, that's what I think with uh, with wages of like 100,000. Okay. I, I, th- I, I think that's right in his wheelhouse. I mean, just because, you know, uh, uh, old Jaylings himself is doing great right now. I mean, what's going to happen next season? You know, I don't know. Like, so you, you just can't go and throw, splash all the cash at him. You, you gotta, you gotta look at his history, you know, um, and, and kind of judge from there and, and buy accordingly. But I think, I think 2025 is, is respectable. I really do. I think he's worth 40 million. 45 is what I would ask if I was United. Okay. okay. I think what you do is you say, listen, I agree with you. Beginning of the season, Matt, he's a $20 million player. I think right now he's showing why United bought him. I think Jesus is absolutely correct. I think he should stay there. I think they should tell West Brom, look, if you want him, 
We want $45 million in Declan Rice. Let's make it happen right now. Let's do it. He loves it there. His kids are there now. And uh, let's make it happen. So if, if I'm United, I'm asking for $45 million and a CDM. I think Declan would be a perfect fit for United for the 4 2 3 one and that's that's what I would do. And I, you know, I think the wages could probably match. I don't know what Declan's on, but I would assume with him being the captain certain weeks, he's probably on a hundred and fucking twenty something thousand a week or something stupid. So I think the wages could match. But I think the number I would set would be forty five million. And I would say he's right now back at the top of his game, just played for England over the last break, excuse me. And I think they'd make that happen. You just stole my thunder, you see, because I was about to say that. I wouldn't even say I wouldn't even say give him you're you're forty five though. I would say we'll give you forty million for Declan Rice and Jesse Lingard. That that would make up, you know, more than enough, I think. I mean, I was rating him at twenty. I'm not because because the fact that they know they have the leverage that he they know that he's on his way out. That's the only reason. West Ham, any other any other team in the Premier League knows that he's not coming back to Manchester. I, I, I think that's the word on the street. So you know that they're going to undervalue him. So I'd say I'll give you I'll give you 40 cash and give me Declan Rice and you can have Jesse Lingard. And who knows? I mean, would would they give up their captain for that? Would would West Ham really give up their captain for that? And that's very interesting. And Because I think they valued uh, Declan Rice at 60. Am I, am I, if, I'm not, if, I'm not, if I'm not correct, I think that, I mean, that would be a smart-ass deal for West Ham. They get a player of Jesse Lingard's um, uh, caliber, and he's already proven it to him in the, in the Premier League. And then we get the CDM that we all that we want. And obviously, it doesn't help that Declan Rice is already will be out for what two months. I think he's injured right now. I think he's out for two months. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was four weeks. Uh, is what, what did I he heard. Do? He got hurt. I don't know. I don't know how he got hurt, but. You got hurt. Like like a knee or an ankle? Yeah, hold on. That's not good. No, no, it, it's it's not good. It was uh, far from good. Um, yeah, it was his knee um, expected return May. So uh, what, I, what I saw was four weeks. And, you know, I mean – they, they, they're always, they're always going to err on the side of caution whenever it comes to any types of knocks, injuries. Uh, they're going to make sure they're at a hundred percent, or they should. And really, you know, um, yeah. But uh, it was, it was a knee ligament damage during the England um, victory over Poland. That's not good. Yeah, not good. <laughs> that's not good. But maybe we get them at a discount. You know, you, you do. You know, maybe you do, and then you know, maybe we're back in that situation where it's like, well, you know, are we going to buy a player who's going to be hurt? You know, once a season, looking at that with Rashford, Tony, Pogba, Lingard, Bai. I mean, I didn't know he hurt his knee. Right? He's yeah, he's a young kid too. I think he's twenty three, twenty two, something like that. So, wow, I didn't know that. I, I mean, if I'm West Brom, I would or West Ham, I wouldn't do it because I. <laughs> I'd want a lot more than forty million in Jesse top form. Uh, yeah. If I'm West Ham, I don't know where they're at in the table, but I know they were fifth not too long ago. I'd, I'd look back at the table, but if I've got an opportunity to, to get Champions League and I have that team, you're not going to give them up. I'm going to say to them, "Listen, what do you want for Jesse?" Right. And that's I think United has leverage to say, "Listen, 
if your team's better with him, it 45 million's of the price, pay it. And then I think that adds a little bit more money to the kitty where I didn't see it happening. I don't think anybody, I don't even think Jesse thought it was going to be this great. Dude, I, I picked him up on fantasy. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to support my old boy. He me out. <laughs> Jesse, yeah. yeah, I picked him up. I think it was like his second week. And I, I thought – I thought about rolling the dice and picking them up anyway, you know, like week one, I was like, ah, I'll fill them out. You know, I'll see, I'll see what happens. I was like, sweet mother of God. <laughs> like, like well, homeboy, homeboy was a sleeper this entire fucking time. I didn't see it. Coming, guys. Uh, I was completely shocked. I mean, I, yeah, he's scoring goals, he's creating chances. I mean, he's doing everything he did when United said, let's go get this kid. Let's, let's get this Academy kid and bring him up and, and let's see what he can do. And that's why I'm looking at, like, if I'm West Ham and I'm in sixth place or I'm in, you know, seventh place and I've got a chance, I'm looking at United already and I'm saying, Ole, what do you want? Because he doesn't fit your system. So just name your name your number. We're not going over 50 million and let's make it happen. And I think, again, with good negotiation to Jesus's point, what I was saying earlier, you try to get one of their dogs off that team and you make it happen. They do it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, they can, they can make the wages work. And I think Jesse would, he would thrive there and could finish out his career. I think he's an MLS kid at the, at the very end of it, but I think he could finish out his premier league career at a big club, brand new stadium. And, um, you know, he deserves that to Ace's point. He's, he yeah. took care of his, his, his people and did what he was supposed to do, got back to the England team. Um, I think it'd be a great story. So all I right. hope it happens. I, I, we need more money. <laughs> for my sure. next deal. My next deal. My next deal. Paul Pogba. And I know everybody say, well, obviously you're going to dump a Paul Pogba because you hate him. No. Again, everybody knows Paul Pogba's out of contract next year. So we have to get rid of him this summer because he ain't, does not look like he signed a new contract. And it'll be the, <laughs> if we don't sign him a new contract, he motherfucker's going to go on a free again. And we're going to lose out on what we paid for him and how much we've given him a wage. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have the power play. Mineriola has a power play. Everybody, yeah. every, 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 every team in this, in this mo motherfucker has a power play. So, in this motherfucker. So, what I would do is I'd, I'd call Mr. Mineriola up and say, Sir, go fuck yourself. <laughs> First but of all, let's make a deal. Yes. I'd say, you're going to get your wish because you said Paul Pogba needs to leave Manchester United. <laughs> you are going to get your wish. And let's say, I think he can go back to Juventus. We're gonna, well, we want The team, we have a prospect that you have under your tutelage that is not getting playing time at Juventus, and we want him. So I'll swap deal. Paul Pogba, obviously the Glazers doesn't like swap deals, but I would swap deal. Paul Pogba for Mateus Delit because we need a defender, CDM. But also, in the deal with Juventus, to get that deal done with Riola, to get his you know ears perked up, okay? Both are my clients. I can make good with this. Obviously, Paul Pogba is going where he wants to go. <clears throat> I'm not losing money. Delit, Manchester needs a, a, a center back. But I'd also <laughs> require Alvaro Morata in that deal for a center forward. Or Chelsea, what is the name? Chelsea, uh, Chelsea as a center for it. You, did you did you yes. see that move that he put on today? Yes. For the Ronaldo goal. Yes. 
They ain't letting that cat go. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That, that's what I'm saying with uh, Morata, because Morata has not seen the pitch, and yeah. I think I, and I think Morata, you know, what he did with you know, he, granted, he you know there was some you know injury print, injury proneness. Yeah, but I, that wasn't he at Chelsea. He did did shit and left. I don't know. I, I like the Delit thing to an extent. I just think he's another slow center back. I like the swap deal for Dabala. I think that would be. But he the, scored a but, goal today too. Yeah, but Dabala plays again. We we don't need we need either players to play up front and be a, a, a center forward, a real center forward. But Dabala doesn't play that. He, I mean, he does not. He's just he plays in that that hole where everybody we we have a clog. We have Bruno, Dani, we have Mata. If we keep Jesse, we have Jesse. Uh, we have Paul Pogba wanted to play in that hole. We just have too many players in that same position. We need somebody up front to lead the line. Just like I said, uh, a cheap option would have been Giroud at the beginning of this year rather than uh, Cavani. And Giroud's, you know, been making, you know, been doing his thing at Chelsea. And I think he was he would have been cheaper. But I'm just saying, for players to to help to help to help along that swap deal, because I think Delit would be the more of a the the gem in that deal to get us to 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 fulfill that center back. That, that center back position. He's just isn't he slow though? Am I reading it wrong? Am I am I too much in my FIFA game? He's really slow. He is very slow. Want, and uh never, FIFA's got fairly reliable stats yeah, too. I, don't <laughs> I can't attest. Refrigerators back there trying to defend Killian Mbappe and Neymar. You name your fast striker. I don't want I don't they okay. Vintage wasn't the fastest guy. Or, right? or Rio. But no, Rio was was quick enough, quick. just like Hayes. quick and faster to do different things. Okay, but he's not slow. He's not Harry Maguire slow. There wasn't two slow guys back there. It was a good partnership of I'm gonna kick everyone's ass in the air, vintage. I'm gonna and then Rio was I'm gonna stick with wh- whoever it is, whoever's there. I will run with them. They had a good partnership. I just think the Lit's a great player. I'm not saying that that's not a good option to swap with. I'm not saying that at all. He's a he's a really good center back. I just think that's two slow center backs, slower than even Lindelof. I think Lindelof's a damn good athlete. He just doesn't pair very well with Harry. Um, yeah. And I, I get your point to Dybala. Like, he wants to play in the 10. I think he scored that goal today kind of in the, in the box again today. So I understand what you're saying. Um, I almost want United to start running the false nine with Bruno being a damn striker. I mean, if you look at City, they didn't. Damn. Okay. And and look at look at what they did. I think Bruno I've never thought about it. Position just like City did for months and did fine without a striker. I think we could do the same thing. I mean, you look at the top of the table when it comes to scoring is concerned. Bruno's right there, so it's not like he can't score goals. Put him up front. You can even put him right there in a front three. And put Pogba right behind him, and I think he'd be fine. I think the problem with all that is Ole's sticking to the four, two, three, one. He's sticking to his guns. And I think, like I said, if you're in his shoes, what do you do? If you if you if you were better than you were before, but I, I like the thought, Asus. I, I I was I thought he was going to go too. I but I think to your earlier point, I think he's looking at it going, look, United's going to give us the best wages, and he's and he's asking Riola, who's going to do that. And he knows that Riola, that United's going to do it. And then at the end of the day, he's going to be able to walk out of that club and get work, go wherever he wants and, and, and work out the wages. So United just shoehorned themselves. He And what was it, 16 was when he first asked to leave? 
or was it 18? I think it was 18 when he first said, I want to get out of here. They should have got his ass out of there. That would have been the best move for everyone. And now here we are when no one expected a pandemic to happen. Otherwise it would have been a lot easier for anybody to go get him. But um, I think now, man, I think he's going to be back. I didn't think I was, I was going to say that, but I, I don't think he's going anywhere because I think the wages, he's not 275. He can go up from there. I, I think he's, I think he's staying put and I think it'll be a big part of, uh, of, of the program next season. I'm not mad about it. No, I just no, don't no. think that the four, two, three, one suits him because to your point, if you don't have a CDM, which we don't have, I don't want him playing. I don't want him getting the ball off Lindelof and Maguire. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. I want him up the pitch. I think every United fan has said that. I don't want to see him trying to pass the ball back and forth to Lindelof, and then he gives it up again, and then he's chasing back to go off of his mistake. If he and Bruno make a mistake, I want him to make it up the pitch where we have an opportunity to get back and play defense. I don't want them trying to create from 80 yards out long balls all day long. I know they can do it. I know they're fantastic, but I'd like for us to just play simple pass and move football. Every All the big clubs do it. Why can't we do it? We've got top players. We need a couple more, and we need to be consistent about it, get our heads out of our asses financially, get a CDM that's a true CDM, and play those two eight those two number eights or tens, whatever the hell you want to call them. I don't give a shit. Play those two up, up top together. And, um, you know, the strike force I think is pretty decent. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw one move be Sancho. I heard that later on uh, earlier this evening. It wouldn't shock me. But if Sancho's, in, that, if Sancho's at 120 million, uh, his ass needs to stay at Dortmund. And I think that they, they, they've not come down from that price from what I read. I, I heard it's at 80 million right now. 80. And I think that, yeah, and I think that's because of the beginning of the season and how he started. Okay. That it's dropped a little bit. Now, Dortmund is tough. So if they, if they say 120, that's what the price is going to be. They show that last season. No. And I don't and I don't think they'll budge. But I think, I think if you can get him, I don't think we have a right winger. I don't think we've had a right winger since, I don't know, Nani, maybe. <laughs> it's been, it's been long. Until, right. Until yeah. Valencia was our last right, right winger, but we moved him to right back. Middle. Right, so we haven't we haven't had a true kid that can play on the right wing, whip in crosses, and give Basaka someone that is a true right winger, someone that's going to trek back and play defense and help him, so that he can also overlap and get forward. Um, but no, I listen to your point, Jesus. Juventus is a great club to swap with. I hope it happens, but I I think he stay stays at United for two reasons. One, because of what you mentioned earlier, it's Manchester United and his star is going to shine brighter at the biggest one of the biggest clubs in the world. And then two, because of the wages that they're going to be able to, to, to have him more. And that's the thing. It's And United need to do everything. You're talking about De Gea. This is the contract that we need to do everything in our power to move it on, to move him on. If we need to take a bit of his, a bit of his pay, then we need to do it because we can't let him go on a free. Not for another, not for a second time. And that, that's... That's uh, maybe I'm being a bitter United fan. We no, can't. Let I, don't, I don't, but I don't. I want to ask you a question. If because because I think he's one of our best midfielders. If he leaves, who who then? Because now you're saying okay, center back, CDM, and now we need a we need a midfielder oh, again. Again, I'm playing GM, right? Well, I've already filled the CDM position with uh, Declan Rice. Okay. Okay. And we have Donny. I think Donny Vanderbeek could play that Paul Pogba position even better. 
I think Donnie's, Donnie's a little more suited. Paul Pablo's too slow for the English game. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You saw it this weekend. He's too slow. You, yeah. want, him to, you want him to play further at the pitch? I understand. But we need somebody to go box to box, and he can't do it. Yeah. I, I, I think no, 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 no. You see, he can't. He's not a box to box midfielder. For okay. the Italian I, game, he's good because it's a slow paced game. For here we go. For, We're starting to step per toe in. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm being I'm serious. Donnie. I'm not even thinking on Parkman because that's, that's his opinion. But I think Donnie has showed that he does not fit what we want to do for 2 3 one. He's shown that. People, are, people can say all they want that he hasn't had an opportunity. He has. He's played well over 800 minutes for the club. He has not done anything. Now, it's his first year to what I said what earlier. What has Paul Pablo like, done? Before, let, let me finish on Donnie. Let me finish on Donnie first. Donnie Vanderbeek. For me, it's his first season. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm more than willing to say, look, it, it's a new city, new season. Everything's brand new. So you're going to have to be able to adapt. So hopefully we can figure out where you fit. Because right now, I don't think he fits anywhere. The 10, the 8, the 6, I don't think any of it's worked for him. <laughs> to answer your question on Paul, Paul has contributed to this season. I don't think Donnie has it all but one, but once. So those are two different players. I understand your position. I don't want to argue about no, Paul. Hey, it's we're not, old. We spent so too much all, time on him. So all I'm saying is I think Donnie deserves another chance to figure it out, but I don't I don't think he is a a dead on fit in that midfield yet. It could happen next season, mm-hmm. but I think he's more of a tick attacka type of Barcelona type. Yeah, I think that's I agree. fit. And I don't think United play that type of football. I think we play but- Slow build up from the back and counter. I think that's what we do. I know, but we've all we've been talking. The you know, if we have a true CDM, then we can get rid of the six at the back, five of you know, we can go five at front with people, you know, people further up the pitch, but yet somebody that actually can get back and track back when we need on defense rather than Paul Pogba, which can't. Yeah, but I think what you're saying is you're you're expecting us to maintain possession consistently. That's not what we do. That's what I'm saying. I understand where you're coming from. You're saying that he's too slow to run box to box, even though we've seen him do that this season. You've you've even came on the pod and said, I can't believe he did it. Yeah, but he was a new consistency. To be a great player and a good player, you have to do it on a day and a basis. He doesn't. And and again, I I personally think the only consistent player on Manchester United's football club is Luke Shaw. Shaw. He's the only one. Even even Bruno Fernandes is not consistent. His numbers are great but he is not consistent. So there's not a whole lot of people at that club that you can pick from and go, you know what? Every time that kid goes out there, I know what I'm going to get. There isn't any, there's one guy maybe, and his name's Luke Shaw. So I don't, I don't, for me, I, I like Donnie. I don't love him, but I don't think this was someone that Ole is going to Solskjaer wanted. I think this was somebody that was a big name. That's United's radar right off the top. Mm-hmm. And someone that was up and coming another United thing that that's what we do but i don't think the system fits him so i think it, I, I think again next season you give him another run because i don't think anyone's going to sell him this year i would be shocked but if if he stays give him another chance to play in that midfield i just don't want to let pogba go for nothing i'd rather i'd rather like you're saying if you're going to swap i want somebody that's going to come into the midfield and make things happen i think pogba makes yeah. things happen and i i don't donnie hasn't made anything happen all season and I know people will say, well, you know, he doesn't have enough time. When he gets in, he doesn't do anything for us. And I'm and I, and what I mean is 
fit our system to make our system work. You put him in the IX system, he was great. But I just think with, with what Ole wants to do, it hasn't matched for him yet. Maybe next year it does. And 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 he clicks on and he gets it. And he's like, they want me to, to move it more forward quickly. They want deeper balls. They don't want me to keep passing it back. Maybe he'll get it. But I, I just, I, I would hate to see, you know, people get on the bandwagon of, yeah, let's just get him, get him gone. And then we don't have another creative midfielder because we know what Bruno's going to do. He's going to give it away. And he's going to make magical things happen. And he's going to score goals. And he's going to give it like that. We know that that's what he's going to do, but he can't play by himself. He's got to have somebody else there with him. He no, has yeah, to. Man, man, I agree. <laughs> All right. Uh, the last, oh, because we're already running short on time, but the last transfer that, I've, that we've already talked about, we've said I've, that we've I've topped it. I've, you know, said it. David De Gea stays, and we get money for Dean Henderson. Just the fact because of his wages. And that still leaves us with, if we sell Dean Henderson, say we sell him for $40 million, and we get we, we pay $40 million for Declan Rice with the Jesse Lingard swap deal, I think that still gives us $100 million fucking pounds to spend on other players. Like you would say, getting somebody in for Paul Pogba. I mean, those are just swap deals that we can actually make and make and sell and sell. I don't I hate the fact that we have to sell Dean Henderson, but we there's no way we can get rid of De Gea on the wages he's on and what we're gonna want for him. I say keep him, get rid of Henderson. He's on a he's on a more a more of a malleable wage, and he's young. And I think they'll pay. You know, if United want forty five, they're gonna get forty five for Dean Henderson. And unfortunately, he's probably gonna go to Tottenham. Because Hugo Lloris doesn't looks like he's on his way out of um, he's in the not in the you know in the doghouse with Mourinho, but I mean I think Tottenham's you know there I think Tottenham will pay. Um, who else? Uh, who else? What's Everton's situation looking like? The Everton, the Everton Pickford. I mean, well Pickford and, and Henderson are vying for the English team, so it's kind of you know that's that's up there. But I think there's no, it's, that's a shoe in for Henderson. <laughs> for yeah, I, I think he's got it myself. No, yeah. I mean no, but then I mean that's the thing is I think there are more people that were willing were willing to be paid, were willing to get their wage. I mean, I'm sorry, the 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 transfer fee for Henderson. And it sucks because he's a mank, and I don't want to see him go. And, but, again, like Matt said at the beginning of the year, y'all said it to BC, De Gea is still 30 years old, and he still can play into us, let me eight more years on it. I mean, we have Joel Pereira. Uh, we have some kids in, the, kids in the youth system. So I just think as a business deal, as a business-wise, I think that we can, that we can do that. And then we can still get a midfielder and a, and a and a right winger with the monies that we that we recouped. Obviously, we want to sell the players that we have on the books, but unfortunately, they're bad bad business deals. But you know what? I mean, sit their ass on the Let's bench. Let's make some more bad business deals. You know, <laughs> sit their ass on the bench and say, "Hey, we'll we'll trade you, but hey, renegotiate." The, I don't see why they can't renegotiate contracts like they do in the NFL. We'll renegotiate your contract and. You take less money, and we'll, we'll move you on. NFL's cutthroat. We'll oh, just cut shit. your ass. Yeah, <laughs> Ain't guaranteed Good. the damn MLB. I was just, I was just rookie of the year. I don't give a fuck. You're out. <laughs> You're out. So, but that, I mean, that's it. I mean, it looks like um, the, the only positive thing about United's transfer policy, it looks like that we're building up an academy that has talent. 
and I don't know if we're we're trying to pull a class of ninety two again, but we have talent in the in the academy. You see, you talked about Hannibal. The kid looks awesome. There's a the Schultz, the Scheister, What is the name? Scholtere. Scholtere. They have this kid, uh, Ellen Ga- Anthony Ngala, is going to be traveling the team tomorrow. They signed this kid, Zidane, a uh, 17-year-old. Um, we have still have that kid in, what, Slovenia, Slovakia, or some other or freaking Or or whatever, or Pell. He's a striker. Like- you know, I mean, it's just we have – I mean, we're pulling a lot of young talent into the academy. It's just hope, let's, let's hope these kids make do. You know what I mean? Let's hope they get the chance. And it looks like Ole is willing to give the youngsters a chance. You know, Mohamed, uh, I don't say Mohamed Diallo. Um, <laughs> Ahmed, <laughs> what's his name? Fuck. Diallo? Diallo. Yeah, right? That's his name? Yeah. Ahmed Diallo? Ahmed Diallo, yeah. Okay. For being well, fucking weird, dude. I just, dude, I'm on a roll here, man. It's chill. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking up. Keep it, keep it going, man. We have him. I mean, uh, Palestri is doing good at uh, at his club in Spain. So let's see if Palestri. You know, let's see if uh, let's see if, if all this talent can you know you know cult you know be cultivated. Menge, I think uh, um, um, there's a talks about him re-upping for with the Derby County with um, Rooney. You know, there he's an up and coming center back. Garner, uh, uh, what's the name? The Rick James James Garner. Yeah, James is, is oh, a fire. Huh. He's on fire right now. He's on fire. It's just the kids are too young, and it sucks. And then we're gonna over. I mean, again, we're gonna probably overpay for people, but we need to bring. We need to start bringing up this talent and start giving them PT, and get rid of fucking the the, the dead wood that we have in this team. All right, guys. Well, agreed. It's uh, we made it for a lot of last time on this pod, and I really appreciate it. Uh, we haven't talked in a, a long time. I guess all three of us haven't talked in a bit. Um. Well, uh, we have Granada tomorrow. Give me a quick score prediction. Uh, because we play in Spain tomorrow. And who? I mean, what's what, what's going to be? I'm going two nil, and I don't know ish about Granada. So, but I'm still going two nothing. I hope Rashford doesn't play. But I think we take a two goal lead back home to Old Trafford. Maybe we get to rest some players. In the second leg, Matt, they are ninth in the league, uh, just with 36 points, though. Uh, Athletic of Madrid has 66, so I'm gonna say we win uh, three now. Well, optimists, optimist. I'm gonna yes. go with the old faithful, the old faithful Ole going to their two one, <laughs> the old one one no one nil, no one nil, one niller. You know, we're gonna have it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be nil nil to the 80th minute, maybe? 80th yes. minute? Oh, I can see that bullshit. 85th yeah. minute's going to be a damn, damn it, gonna, it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> damn it. And, Not you know, gonna or yeah. it, it might be, uh, I mean, it might be 1-1. One, one. Who knows? But uh, I, I think we'll, we'll score an away goal and take it back to Old Trafford. It's just, you know, just, it, that's what we play in Europe. We play this, we play this shit fucking, you know, game, so. Uh, one nil United, uh, <laughs> one nil United, and hopefully we take it back to Old Trafford next week and give it a, you know, give it a good go, and then we um, we advance. I mean, all our eggs in the basket of the Europa League because I think now I'm on board with EC is we need to lift the trophy to to show, you know, Bruno Fernandez, 
and some of the players that hey, were willing to you know put some effort into this into this into the season. Well, thank you guys uh, for uh, for for coming in, and uh, I know Hunter Taylor. Um, uh, we'll see you next time because you flaked on us today. Uh, but I actually need to uh, address something real quick. Uh, Matt, you um, you sent me something of a Lambo boy, Lam, Lam Liam boy, Lam Lamhoy, Lim Limhoy. I think it's just boy. No, it has an H. I, th- I think he was trying to be a fancy. I think he was trying to be a fancy fucking scouser of a of a of a bitch. Um, Is that a trying dude? to spell boy? Trying to be all fancy. He's not Liam. Lamb boy eight number eight. I'm sorry, sorry, we forgot the eight boy boss. Um, LOL, using an American symbols. That just didn't sound right, right? When I read the way I read it, am I reading it correctly? Use using American symbols, also used by American white supremacists, isn't exactly the best for Man U. Well, Liam boy, unfortunately, you don't know your flags. Because the the um, Gaston flag, yes, it was it was yes. I'm not gonna lie, it was um, uh, owned by slave owners. But at that time in the American Revolution, who was not a slave owner? I mean, hell, fucking George Washington was a slave owner. Uh, it was used as a "Don't Tread on Me" against the British. Uh, yes, it is a symbol. We would say for gun rights uh, in this in, in the United States. But it is not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think it would be a symbol for white supremacy. No, not if, if you want to say gun rights. If you want to correct yourself, lion boy, um, on, on gun rights in the NRA, maybe. And I mean, and that's to each to own. But um, like I said, we uh, like we all said in the beginning, EC and I uh, and Matt, we're an American pod. Obviously, that's a that is a you know. Uh, and hell, fuck is a, I mean, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna pat myself on the back. It was a great play on words. Don't tread on me. Don't read on me. It's just great. So uh, if you can't get it, uh, if that offends you, um, and that's because I'm a Democrat. If that offends you, Snowflake, uh, why don't you go to your uh, safe home, safe house, <laughs> safe house, and, and go hide under it? Um, I'm not apologizing. So go fuck yourself, lion boy. Eight. So um, it's just Liam. It's just Liam, dude. <laughs> Liam. It says Liam. What in the world? Yeah. Name's Liam. Liam yeah. boy. Liam B- boy. B O B H O Y eight. Yeah. Liam boy eight. B H O Y. But I mean, just like look at his page, though. I mean, it's all. I'm not gonna look at this dude's page. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, I want his page. He's, he's a Liverpool fan. He's talking shit. Yeah, he's a. He's he's a leftist Liverpool fan, which I I'm I'm a leftist myself, but uh, he's a Liverpool fan. So uh, just like Danny Welbeck, uh, he's a fucking ball sack, and he can get wrecked, you know. So suck a dick, Liam Boy 08. Liam Boy 08. Or eight. Uh, actually, yeah. you made the pod, so I mean, you should pat yeah, yourself on the back for that. And then, yeah, good job. But uh, I'm sorry. Like again, go drink your kombucha. Um, Go, you know, eat your avocado toast and in your safe space, and go fuck yourself. So, anyways, go I'm fuck yourself a, and give a shout Cheers. out to give a shout out to everyone. Uh, Roll from the road of the podcast. Such I sent for the South Texas train wrecks. Victoria Months of Ice from the Allison Wonder Night Boot Trucks. Um, Axe Daddy's Throw House, or yeah, Axe Daddy's Axe Daddy Throw House in South Texas. Go check them out, guys. And Lucky Diaz, where you at? Third little piggy, the grade A student. His daddy was the rock star. Big news.
the bills. Then one day. 